Thought Bubble Audio. Hi, and welcome to Academy Rewind, the bi-weekly podcast where we take a look back at the Oscars from years past. I'm Tim, and with me, as always, is 1939's best smuggler, Palmer. How are you today? I'm good. How are you doing? I'm very, I'm very good. And I thought, you know, I was listening to our sister show, Supergirl TV Talk. I thought it was decided that we're going to call it Fortnightly. Fortnightly. Welcome to the Fortnightly. <laughs> I forgot that we were. I forgot that that we said that we were going to do that. Welcome to the Fortnightly podcast, in which we are taking a look back at the Oscar Best Picture nominees and deciding which ones are indeed good um, by our amateurs, by our amateur standards. No, no, expert expert standards. Actually, going to listen to a bunch of amateurs. Actually, you know, we we pretty well, we do know what we're talking about. Yeah. So, um, I teach film. Damn it. Yeah. Um. Anyway. Um, so this year, this week is 19, this week is 1939. Yes. We're going to do something different this week. Instead of just reviewing a few movies, we're going to review all the movies of 1939. Oh, 1939. So, so the Oscars before they, the Academy Awards before they really got, um, the, the, um, choice, uh, the, um, slimmed down, uh, version that we know today, which is very bloated indeed. Uh, <laughs> I, like, I like the slimmed down version in last year. There were also 10 nominees for best pick. Yeah. Oh, so, um, yeah, so they, yeah, they've gone back up. Haven't yeah, they? they have. Oh, it's going to be super we awkward. We discussed that, uh, in an earlier show. It was pretty much because of dark Knight. It is because of dark Knight because yeah. people flipped out that it wasn't nominated. Yeah. yeah. Um, so anyway, so the, so 1939 has 10, has 10, Best Picture nominees, um, and it's gonna it's gonna it's gonna be different. It's gonna be different this time around. I, w- I want to give us a time limit on each film, um, and I'm let's just, see how, let's see how well that works. I'm going to I have a I have a stopwatch here, and because there are ten films, I'm not going to allot us any more than about five minutes of film, unless we don't have anything to say, and then we can just move on. Right. Um, but I'm still going to keep it to about five minutes of film. These films are as follows. The Grand Illusion, Alexander's Ragtime Band, The Adventures of Robin Hood, Test Pilot, Boys Town, Four Daughters, The Citadel, Pygmalion, Jezebel, and You Can't Take It With You. Um, Palmer, do you know which, which one won Best Picture this year? No. I'm going to guess You Can't Take It With You. That is correct. Really? Is you Can't Take It With You. And that's you probably guessed that because it's one of the few names that you know, right? Uh, I I guessed it because Unless it was Frank Capra. you've heard of the seminal classic Four Daughters. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I, I guessed it because it was Frank, Frank Capra, and I know he didn't win for anything else, if I remember correctly. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, he had to have won something. Yeah, it was Best Picture. Um so these are all over the place. Um, there's a foreign film in here. Uh, it's black and white. It's color. There's musicals. There's not musicals. It, it's all over. So they have movies that were later turned into musicals. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Right. Um, so and we'll get we'll get there. Yeah. So um, so let's get. We have a lot to we have a lot to get going. So let's start with the grand Allu- Let's start with the grand illusion. Le grand illusion, directed by Jean Renu, uh, written by Jean Renu and Charles Speck. Uh, 
starring Jean Gabin and Dita Paolo. Um, this is a French film. I'm going to assume you didn't make up those names. I did not make up those names. Um, this is a French film about uh, World War One, and it's basically about POWs in a German camp. Yeah, and they're trying to and they're trying to escape. And there's a the most super villain German in a realistic movie I've ever seen. Really? Well, yeah, he was that guy. He's the ball guy and he's got a, like he's got like a chin brace yeah. and a monocle and like he looks like a Jack Kirby villain. Right, but he doesn't really act like one. I mean, he is No, I mean, a, he just looks like one. I'm right, not saying okay. that he acts like one. No, this movie's pretty no for This movie's very tame for a like a prison break movie. Uh, it is. Although this is like, it was like the nicest prison. They were like, yeah. oh, like, like, so that part where they're like causing a, just playing like the flutes to cause a distraction and, <laughs> and they're, and the German soldiers come in and they're like, oh, excuse me. We need to take that. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. I'll just need to collect these. Thank you. Thank yeah. you. There's like no force of like removal. No. There's like, everyone's like, oh, hello. How are you? The, yeah. Like, this is essentially a POW camp. If it was run by the doctors from MASH. Right. That's exactly what it is, and I'm like, look, war's not that bad. If this is what we're, yeah. if this is what you're giving us, um, so, uh, so I thought this movie was fine. Yeah. I didn't, I didn't love it or hate it one way, or I didn't love it or hate it one way or the other. I thought it was just very middle of the road. Yeah, I found it weird that for a French movie. That, you know, obviously there were no single singing candlesticks. There, there was not. Not one. Um, but, you know, it's it's a foreign movie that slips into English every so often. Yeah, that's very strange. It kind of just like they say some lines in English. Yeah. And then they go back to speaking in French. Yeah. And I mean, this is a this this isn't like um, this isn't like life is beautiful. Uh, not life is beautiful. Um, My favorite film. This this isn't like um, say Passion of the Christ, sure, or or that other Mel Gibson movie Apocalypto. Apoc- Apocalypto, yeah, um, where it was made in America and they were like for artistic reasons, it's going to all be in another language. This was a French film, sure. Um, so it was weird to me that they uh, like slipped into English every so often, um, unless it was for it could have been for emphasis, it could have been for. Um, like international recognition, like look, yeah. we speak English sometimes. Um, it could have been because English is an internet, like is the international language. That's kind of the one that everybody speaks. Yeah. Um, and so there are a couple of different reasons. The, the other, the other kind of minor issue that I had with this that I have, that I've had in other movies, and I don't know if I've brought them up in this cycle, is every so often, like when they talk German, yeah, you won't get the subtitles. Yep. So I, you have to imply what's going yeah, on. Yeah, you're like I, I have no idea what's going on. Thanks, guys. Like, and I understand it's like, oh, it's to show like how the main characters feel. The main don't characters right, don't know yeah, what exactly. they're talking about. Yeah, but I feel for the most part, the viewers should be, should be omniscient in that. Um, I don't, I don't agree with that necessarily. I, it depends on what it depends on. It depends on what your what the movie makers want the audience to experience, and if mm-hmm. they want to them to experience confusion, like the members of the camp, then then that's their that's their prerogative. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think the audience, if the audience was omniscient all the time, then there's no surprise. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You understand what I mean? Yeah, I I, I understand. I understand the argument against it. Obviously, if you know, if you know everything, you know Bruce Willis is dead. 
Right. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Die Hard has a big twist at the yeah. end. Yeah. <laughs> um. So I thought, if anything, I thought this movie looked great. I liked. It like, did. I liked the P. I liked the camp. I liked the black and white. Yeah. Um. I. I think it, it was very pretty. It was shot very well, but there really wasn't. There really wasn't much to it to this, kind of. Yeah, hook me this in. movie is held in such high regard too, as far as being one of the best movies of all time. You know, I feel like there's a. We'll talk about this as the as it goes down the list, but there's like a. There's a. There's a thing about older films that like it's the greatest of all time. Yeah, have you watched it? Because. <laughs> Because, because of the time frame, because yeah. like because it maybe it's the first to do something of its kind, right? Sure, and I'll, I'll give you props for that. But time's up. Sorry, <laughs> moving on. <laughs> um, fun fact, though, it was the first. I said time's up. <laughs> it was the first Criterion Collection movie. Really? Yeah. Oh, I love Criterion. They <laughs> saved my butt <laughs> this round a lot. <laughs> I love Criterion. Why did you pick this movie? <laughs> I can see. I can see why they. Yeah, picked no, this it movie. is very beautiful. It's a very pretty. It's a very pretty movie. Yeah. There's nothing. There's nothing glaringly wrong with it. I think it was just missing some kind of oomph. Um, yeah. Which I think is that I got from movie. some of these other films. It's not a time yeah. period thing. I just was missing something. Sometimes it's war movies. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. All right. Next. Next. Alexander's Ragtime Band. Uh, directed by Henry King, written by Catherine Scola and Lamar Trotti and Richard Sherman, starring Richard Sherman, Ethel Merman, Tyrone Power, and Alice Faye. Is it really starring Ethel Merman? No, she's not. She's in like the last third of this movie. <laughs> she is in the la- she is in the last third of this movie, but um, but whatever. Um, and so Alexander's Rantab Band is about this classical violinist played by Tyrone Power of Zorro fame mm-hmm. uh, and also of one of the greatest names of all time fame. <laughs> uh, and uh, he's a classical violinist who has this side gig with a bunch of friends and they forget their music one day at this gig so they started playing rag music because it was the sheets were available to them yeah and they became super popular and he decides to leave the fame of the classical world and set down this path of modern ragtime music and becomes very very popular from that and right. so this this is a story of it's the story of tyrone power or tyrone power who is not called alexander it is not his name yeah no it's like, a it's point the, in the it's movie it's the sheet it's the music that they steal that's right and they it's like well, that's my name now band. yep and so because they start calling him that even yeah yeah like he becomes this new halfway through the movie person. i'm like that that wasn't his name at the beginning no was it? it wasn't yeah <laughs> um and so it's like it goes to this big like this big love thing and like all you know between um between Alice is uh, Alice Faye yeah. and Tyrone Power and it's kind of all over and and um Richard Sherman and it's kind of yeah. all over the place that that accurately describes this movie all over the place yes oh i i really like this movie i thought it was really cute um uh, okay um, I think I really like this movie because Jack Haley is in it. Um, yeah, Jack Haley um, played the Tin Man in The Wizard of Oz, right? And he is he is one of the funniest people to ever grace the cinema. Yeah, no, he's he, so he's so good. He's he's good, and I like the music in this. Music's great. Um, but I just feel like the story the story has two modes. Yep, very very cookie cutter and obvious like. Like 
glorified romantic old movie. Oh, definitely. To the point where like when they when when the two main characters first kiss, you know, she's she's singing and she while goes, they're kissing, it's very yeah. strange. She, <laughs> you know, she's singing and then she goes running off the stage down a hallway and out these doors to this to this to balcony. The ocean. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I'm like what the hell? Yeah, but these movies never pretend to be these movies never pretend to be um realistic. No, but I'm like if that scene if that scene is done the same way today, every critic hates this movie. Uh yeah, that's ah, no, not true. I disagree. I <laughs> I disagree. I think La La Land is a perfect example of um is a perfect example of critics loving a film that's done like this. Critics are morons. Um, Except us. <laughs> yeah, uh-huh. Not all critics are. Um, you um, just didn't like La La Land. Um, so, so yeah, you have that point. But aside from that, like, there are places like she leaves the band and all of a sudden they sign up for the army. Oh, yeah. Like, there's there's parts where like it's they, like... He's walking with a cane and he's like, oh, no, I didn't get hurt. I just like this. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> idiot. <laughs> um, I did like that bit with the taxi cab. And he's like, yeah, I know who you are. I saw you sing. That's why I brought you here. Because yep. musicals. Yep, yep. Um, And I love a good musical. And I love a good old time musical. And I and I, I like the music. And I thought it was funny. And the movie delivered exactly what I wanted it to. Yeah. And so I think that's probably why I liked it. Because it doesn't pretend to be anything other than it is. Yeah. It's just a, it's just a musical. It is. Um, I mean, it didn't win. Um, so it did win Best Music. Which so, it should have, yeah. Which it should have, because the music is great. Um, I I actually really liked the editing in this film. I thought like the war stuff was really well done. It's really zippy. Okay. Um, yeah. And I thought I thought the way a lot of the musical numbers were shot was was also very good. But it's all it's all fine. Yeah, and one of the and this kind of has one of the same problems in a lot of movies. Like aside from the story, every so often just taking left turns and doing something different. Like, they're together, and then she gets famous. She goes off, so they break up. He goes off to join the war. She goes back together with the drummer, I believe, Time's initially. Up. Time's up. <laughs> um, Time's up. I, you can't keep continuing. Again. It beats the purpose of, of five minutes. Time's up. What are your final, what's your final thought on the movie? It's okay. It's okay. I would love to do an episode with you. Where you like things? What what an interesting that was, that thing. was earlier this cycle. <laughs> what did, what did, are you going to like any of these? Yes. Okay. Uh, the Adventures of Robin Hood. This is not one of them. No. <laughs> <laughs> the next the next film directed by uh, Michael Curtis uh, and William Kiley. Um, Michael Curtis um, also directed Casablanca and White Christmas. Oh, okay. Um, written by Norman Riley Rain, uh, C.E.N. I. Miller, starring Errol Flynn, Olivia de Havilland, Basil Rathbone, and, Cla- <laughs> and Claude Rains. There's a lot of... I love Basil Rathbone. <laughs> I know. There's a lot of other... Like, Errol Flynn is famous for these types of films, particularly this one, I would think. Um, uh, yeah. Yeah. This one, and and I'm sure he did a pirate movie or uh, There's something. a pirate movie somewhere. Yeah. The Black Pirate, The Pirate Probably. Flag, the, yeah. the Skull and Pirate. Princess Bride. I don't, yeah. It's one of them. Something. But I mean, but that's like every swashbuckling swordsman yeah, is, is based on, on Errol, Errol Flynn. Flynn. Um, Olivia de Havilland, we watched last episode. Okay. Do you remember? 
No, because I watched 15 movies this week. Okay, that doesn't matter. I remembered. <laughs> Do you, as I, as I as go I through my notes, I just, I because sure. I don't actually remember. I just want to make sure that I'm right, and I'm pretty sure it's the snake pit before I get before uh, I get there. Make sense. It is the snake yeah, pit. Okay. She was in the snake pit. Um, and then Basil Rathbone is famously Sherlock Holmes. Yes. Um, oh, shoot. I didn't press start. Ooh, this one gets a few extra seconds. Um, it was going to anyway. And Claude Rains is Claude Rains. Yeah. Um, Who shows up all the time in this in, in this era. era. Yeah. yeah. Um, so the Adventures of Robin Hood is exactly what it promises. Yeah. It's the you event- know it. It's you've the, seen the Disney movie. If you've seen the Disney movie, if you've seen Men in Tights, yeah. if you've seen literally any, any version Robin of Hood. Robin Hood, you've seen this movie. Or you at least know the story. You at least know so, the story. All right. But, so, but this is like every, every adaptation of Robin Hood yeah. has taken so many marks off from this movie. Right, like it across the board. Yeah, this is a vignette Robin Hood story. Like it's not really a cohesive narrative. Thank you. It's not. I don't. But see, the title kind of tells you that it's the adventures, adventures of Robin of Hood. Robin Hood. Yeah. So it's it's like he does this and this and this and this. It's yeah. not. It's not one big long story. Yeah. Um. It doesn't even start. It's not like an origin of Robin Hood story. He's already Robin Hood. He's Robin of Loxley is already doing his his Robin, his Robin Hood the rich things. and give to the poor thing. Yeah. That you, I don't think ever actually see him do. No, it's rob from people and give it to the himself. Yeah, I don't think I ever see him give it to poor. I don't think that really comes in until the Disney version. Rob from the rich and give to the poor, but that's what he does in the in the original stories. No. Maybe it's implied. Yeah. Um, um, so this movie looks really good. Oh, yeah. Like the color is fantastic. Looks great. Everything pops. The The costumes are done so well. Um, now, never seeing an Errol Flynn movie before, but mm-hmm. knowing like all the, swash, the swashbuckling <laughs> things <laughs> come from Errol Flynn, I was kind of let down by some of the action sequences. Sure. Okay. Um because while there are some really good moments of sword fighting, there's more times than not just him like swinging wildly above his head, yeah, and people yeah. just like falling down. <laughs> yeah, um, that's choreography is something. I mean, fight choreography is something that you can trace from Errol Flynn. Let's say Errol Flynn, right? Because I believe can, he actually was the one to to. Choreograph, yeah. Well, you can what you can trace eras of fighting in films. I mean, the kind of films that the kind of films that influence um, types of fighting. So, like, you have Errol Flynn that influences fighting for decades, and then you get to, um, oh, let's say, let's get to Princess Bride, mm-hmm. and that that's a different kind, and that's actually a different kind of fight yeah. choreography. And then you go further up, and you get to The Matrix, and that's a different kind of fight choreography. And okay. like it just like keeps going in that vein. Um, yeah. And so you're thinking of it. Your your um episode um uh Phantom Menace yeah. is a good example of that. So you're watching you're watching it with like a modern eye for fight like for this is how fighting's done. Yeah. They're stage fighting. Yeah, like and like and so they're stage fighting with the film kind of sped up. Yeah. Um, oh yeah, because they're they're unrealistically fast. Right. Exactly. But so there's one, two, three, there's five different moves and there's five different moves in stage fighting. You know, it's uh, two down, two up, and then six. There's six moves in stage fighting, and they're just like they're just like two on each side basically yeah. and then two up top and that's all they're doing yeah and different and there you just build different combinations out of those okay so i really liked it for like w- for watching 
like people who know exactly what stage fighting is and how to do it. They're doing it really well. Yeah. But I can understand why, uh, like to a modern eye, it's kind of it's not it's not thrilling. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So I I again I feel like this story this movie lacks in the story department. Uh, I think it's because it's adventures of. I'm yeah. pretty sure that's why it lacks in the department. You're right because you said it. You said at the beginning, like there's no real cohesiveness to it, and there's even some like parts that I'm like I don't, I'm not sure about this. Like even if it shows up in the original novels, which I've never read, but like the whole thing where like King Richard like comes back undercover. Yeah, I think that's right. Yeah. He always come. He always comes back under guys. Like he usually shows up at the end of the Robin Hood movies, and is like, right. "Ha ha, I'm King Richard." But like them, like hanging out at a tavern. Like, shouldn't you be trying to get back to your throne right now? They've, it's the Middle Ages. Nobody moves fast. <laughs> like they're like, it'll still be there. <laughs> like it's fine. It's fine. It's not like my brother's gonna. If they can't move when to it's overthrow dark me. Out, they, I mean, like, well, he's already trying to do that. What's one more day? Yeah, you know what I mean. Like, you got to think like, there's no mass communication. You know, so. Um, so don't get me wrong, you know. Yeah. Don't you get me wrong? <laughs> um, so there's um, like they don't know what each other's doing, so it doesn't matter if Richard takes his time or not. Yeah, it it was nice to see this. Time's sequ- up. It was nice to see the sequel to a, li- a lion in the winter. <laughs> oh, he's back! Oh, wow! He was the good choice. <laughs> Anthony Hopkins was the great choice. Um, this movie won for art, design, editing, and score. I think yeah, I all things that. that it should have one for. Maybe not score, but yeah. You know, I, I can't honestly remember any like any of the music now, but yeah. I but I think I in my notes I gave it I gave it a nine out of ten. Like it's it's an easy theme to hop yeah. to. Um which is usually a good go to. Yep, yep. Um so I think it won for all the things that it deserved to win for. Because yes. you started right at the bat, this movie looks great. Oh yeah. And so and with the fight and with the fight choreography, it's edited really well. Yeah. Um, like there's that one as fight at the end when Robin's when Errol's fighting Basil Rathbone and they're like Guy of he's, um, Robin's fighting Guy of Ginsborn and he's like they go off camera and you see their shadows fight for a little while. Yes, and then they come back into frame. That's really well done. And it's funny because you the, mentioned like this is where like all the tropes of of Robin Hood started. Men in tights Men in does tights, that really when stabs, well when he stabs the. Um, when he goes to the, he stabs the window and he stabs the hot dog. No, no, I was going to say when the shadows fight and you just see the oh, actors yeah, that's like right. and they grab do the a drink shadow, they, they go, do yep. the shadow puppet fight too. Yep. The, oh, the yeah. actors just come walking by with a drink and the and the towels around their neck. Oh yeah, I forgot <laughs> about that part. That movie is way funnier now that I've seen. Oh, absolutely. And I love Men in Tights before, but yeah, this movie is way funnier now that I've seen this one. Yeah, it's great. Um, next up, Test Pilot. Mm-hmm. Um, directed by Victor Fleming, who directed Gone, Gone with, with the Wind. Wind and The Wizard of Oz. Yep. Um, written by Vincent Loris and Waldemar Young. We got to name our kids things like that again. Waldemar, Waldemar, Waldemar. Um, starring Clark Gable, my, uh, my, Maya Angelou? My, Myrna Loy. Okay. M-Y-R-N-A. Myrna. Yeah. Myrna. Myrna. Um, and Spencer Tracy. Uh, uh, who we see twice. You're forgetting somebody. Who am I forgetting? Lionel Barrymore. Lionel Barrymore. I, did, the, I ran out of room. The, on the best line. part of this movie. I ran out of, I ran out of room. Um, so Test Pilot is a movie about two test pilots for the yep. for the Air Force and on a on a mission. Um, one of them uh, crash lands and sees an alien 
and um, and he that alien dies and bequeaths to this test pilot a magic ring, uh, and he becomes the world's superhero, the Green Lantern. You didn't watch this movie, did you? Uh, no, I did. <laughs> I did, but I did write in my notes. Look, if Green Lantern or the Rocketeer don't show up at any point during this movie, I'm going to be bad. And neither uh-huh. one, neither one of them showed up. But Lionel Barrymore showed up. Yeah, that was good. No, so this is really about. This it's really about these two test these two test pilots Clark Gable particularly yeah. who crash lands on a farm and he meets this girl and they quote unquote fall in love and they get married and it's about like his best friend it's about this like love triangle between this newly married couple and the best friend of Clark Gable Spencer Tracy and like she falls for him and he falls for her but they can't because they married too fast it's like this whole big thing I really think you watched a different movie. No, they definitely love each other. It's not like they they have like an emotional connection because she Meyer doesn't they have love an emotional Clark. She they, doesn't love Clark Gable. She does. No, she doesn't. She loves the other guy. She loves Spencer Tracy. No. Yeah, no. That uh, was my reading on it. No, I think we're going to have to do a special movie where we a special episode where we just discuss this movie. No, that was that was my reading on no, it. No. Like so what was your reading? They're friends. On it? Like they're all, like Yeah, they're definitely they ca- friends. They care for each other because they both love Clark Gable, who is a very self-destructive person. Extremely. What a Hal Jordan he is. And the love triangle and they even mention it in the movie is between Clark Gable, her and the sky. Oh sh- sure, that's I, the love triangle that, that I, gets I discussed. really got the impression that like Spencer Tracy and and no. Byron Loy would have like had some kind of no, absolutely not. Because like aside from uh, you know one of the things in this movie is I love I love the dialogue in this movie, love it, love it, love it, love it because because it's at, not realistic because it is so over the top. Like like there are, there are point in times like so when he gets back to the hotel mm-hmm. um, after the bender and they go through like. 18 different versions of themselves where they're like, nope, it's over. Nope, I love you. Nope, it's over. Nope, you know, and they, they go through, mm-hmm. like, every emotion in the entire conversation, each person, mind you. Yeah. Every emotion ever. Um, and she's like, well, I'm I'm sweet on you, and I can't get any sweet on, on you anymore, you big lug. You see? Yeah. It's like gangster talk at some point. It it's is. It's great. Um, Why do you love unrealistic dialogue? Because oh, it works. When it works, it works. And this movie... It works. I'll definitely agree with you. I don't dislike it. Um, I don't want it in every movie. Um, it would be weird in Come some. The, the, at the end where he's like, yeah, someone might want to marry her and have kids and all that applesauce. I, just, I, I, <laughs> I actually wrote that down. It's <laughs> like, what are, you, what are you talking about, Clark Gable? What are you talking about? Um, Clark Gable is, is awesome he's in this so movie. He's so good. Like, like, I love watching him. I love listening to him. There's a reason Clark, there's a reason Clark Gable, people still know his name. Yeah. And it's not just because he was in famous movies. It's because he's so because good. But the question becomes, like, is he in famous movies because he's so good? Like, are the movies famous because he's so good? Um, Because, spoiler, we're going to get to this, you know, sooner Mm. or later. But I'm not a huge fan of Gone with the Wind. Mm. Um, I think Gone with the Wind has... Gone with the Wind, to me, is like Titanic. Yeah. It's kind of like... It's a huge movie. It's so of its time. And... 
like all of it is so big yeah. and but, like it kind of sits in that kind of yeah. place. So but even if it's not the quote unquote the best movie, mm-hmm. like it has its own special place because of like the scope of it, I yeah. guess. But he's awesome. Like he's so good in this movie. Um he and all he he has so many like he's he's very lovable when he's sober. Yep. And like when he's drunk, like he just plays a really good drunk too. I love when he asks the the landlady. He's like, he's like, yeah, I'll take this apartment. Now come over here. Can I have ten dollars? Yeah. Well, look at my business. You get it all or nothing. And I promise you, if I don't die when I'm in the air, I'll give you some money. Yeah. Um. He, the, I thought. All jokes aside about Green Lantern or whatever, he yeah. actually would have made a really good Hal. He Jordan. really would have. Yeah. Um. I mean, so there's there's flying effects in this movie Are for quite, the time period. They're really quite, good. Yeah, they're good. They're um, good. Yeah, they're the, very good. The movie looks good. The it crash, has, I thought, particularly looked good. Yes. Um. Um. Lionel Barrymore. Um, um, yeah, you kept talking about Lionel Barrymore, so tell me why. How you do love you him not? So much. Do you know who Lionel Barrymore is? Right. I know he is of the Lion fame. I know who I can't remember off the top of my head, but he is me. he is one of my favorite characters in movies, Mr. Potter from uh, from because he's um, in you can't from it's a wonderful life because it's a wonderful life because sentimental heart because he's in you can't take it with you too. yeah yeah okay that's yeah 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 but isn't but he doesn't sound as much as Mr. Potter not in this even, movie not even close <laughs> like as soon as he stopped spoke in this movie I'm like <gasps> Mr. Potter <laughs> nor do you like this movie <laughs> um. This movie received no awards, which I actually think is a shame. I, I enjoyed this movie. Yeah. Um, oh, even man. if I had a whatever weird oh, misreading of their relationship. But I but I enjoyed this movie. Yeah. I thought it was shot really well. I didn't. There's music not to speak of. Oh, time's up. We're moving on. Okay. <laughs> um, I will say, though, like as much as I love the dialogue, there's script issues in this movie. Why? What do you mean? Um, like, like I kind of alluded to when they were having the whole problem in the hotel. Oh, sure. Like they're having a nonsensical argument. Like I can't follow it at times. Um, I love the dialogue, but structurally I cannot follow that conversation. Um, I also think that this, I think, see on the flip side though, I think this movie does such a good job at building relationships like and this movie rests on even its, imaginary uh, ones. on even imaginary ones with mm-hmm. the sky, um, but I I think the movie is rests so strongly on its leads, mm-hmm. and I think oh the leads do such a good job. I think that you could wither so easily in in um the presence of Clark Gable or Spencer oh, Tracy yeah. or you know like to in the, and I think all three of them do such a good job at ba- of a balancing act between all of them because they yeah. they're they're never in each other's shadow at any point. Yeah. Um and that's that's really important. Speaking of Spencer Tracy, let's talk about Boys Town. Uh directed uh directed by directed, directed by Norman Taroy, written by John Meehan and Dory Sh- Shari. Okay. Sounds Starry. like a name. Sorry. Starring Spencer Tracy and a very young Mickey Rooney. Is he very young? We don't know. Hard to tell with Mickey Rooney. He yeah. either looks his face looks the old same. and decrepit, or he looks like he's fifteen. I and, don't. And yet know. his face still kind of always looks the same. Well, as people's faces do, I guess. Um, so this is a this is a film about a priest played by a Catholic priest played by Spencer Tracy, who starts this. 
Boys Town. Boys Town. It's this like community. Yeah, it was community it, for troubled. A community shelter. for troubled youth. It's yeah. a shelter. Uh, and it just keeps growing, and, growing. and it just keeps going and growing. And he kind of like he he kind of harps on this idea that if you treat them like if you treat them as responsible people and you give them responsible people, they will like step. They will step up to the plate and they will do right. it. Right. Uh, and he's proven very successful until he tries to get mickey rooney to come in uh who kind of rebels against the system but then ultimately learns then he's got gold in his heart like all the other ones um this is a movie that is so of its time i could hardly stand it like i kind of enjoyed (laughs) it for what it was but i was like this is not a movie that you would make today like can you know can you even imagine someone walking into like WB or Fox or whatever and being like, I want to make a movie about a Catholic priest and no. And their children. <laughs> no, it's not gonna it's not gonna happen. It's it's not gonna happen. Um so like t- this movie sits at like this movie dates itself purely on its plot. You right. know, like um by by what by by what's happening. That being said, if you if you remove like the timeless factor that we're that we're playing with here yeah um is the movie timeless the movie plays really well um mm. i think i think it takes too long to get going a little bit it like like it takes too long for mickey rooney to show up and so like <laughs> and he's supposed to be one of the main characters so by the time that gets there i'm like oh my god there's something else that's happening yeah um um, but there's some surprises along the way and it gets kind of, it's a little action packed at some points and I, I, I didn't love it, right? but I, I kind of respect what it is. Um, this movie, four daughters, maybe the Citadel. And I think there might've been one other movie from this cycle. Um, uh, you're right. It takes a little while to get going, and all those movies kind of have the same common problem that I'll state now, which is they're 90-minute to two-hour movies that your main problem doesn't show up till like, 20 minutes left in the movie, Yep, and it's resolved in, like, 10 minutes. Yeah, you know, I noticed that as a trend with all of these films, that so many of them resolve, like, in a flash. Yeah. You're like, man, there's really nothing, like, stuff is happening, but nothing's really progressing yep. to a problem mm-hmm. and then you're like huh there's a half hour left and there really hasn't been a problem there hasn't been a problem yeah yet. but and then the problem happens and it's resolved in that 20 minutes maybe 25 minutes yeah and then five minutes of wrap up and you're like oh i guess we're done now yep um it's it's odd i think this movie kind of works because spencer tracy and mickey rooney are good actors even yeah. though mickey rooney is overacting oh absolutely to the highest degree. Um, i also really like the accountant the movie with ben affleck no well that oh. too yeah but uh the accountant in this movie or essentially the accountant yes the i guess he's i know you're talking broker. about yeah. yeah the guy who keeps buying back the same little like yeah, yeah, five yeah. cent toy for like hundreds of dollars yeah, yeah, yeah. i like when spencer tracy <laughs> just father spencer tracy just kind of goes over and he like shakes it and the little balls go in the little respective yeah. bits and he's like mm-hmm <laughs> he just walks away. Yeah, he's like, "Do you have anything for collateral? I have this toy." And he tries to hand him a pocket watch, and he's like, "That's a sixty dollars pocket watch." I also have this toy, toy. and then you try to get the little metal balls yeah. in the holes. And then at the end, where they're like, "How much is it going to cost to expand this for five hundred kids? About a quarter of a million dollars." And he hands him back the toy. <laughs> uh, good stuff. 
Now, I say this movie is I say this movie is a product of its time. Yeah. And it won best original story. Right, because of its well, to be fair, every other every other movie in this cycle is, is based, based on, on something is else. based on a novel or a play. Yep. Most of the time a play. So for all the people who are always complaining about how movies nowadays aren't original. They never have been. Yeah. Never. They've always been based on something. Because it's always been the newest me it's the newest medium. That's right. Um it won best Spencer Tracy also won best actor for this film. Mm-hmm. I actually thought he was better in Test Pilot. Um so, but I'm glad he kind of won something because well, if if you don't believe his earnestness, oh right, for the, this like does not work. It does all. not work. Yeah. If you don't believe that he's a like a good person with no ulterior motives, right? That he is literally the nicest person on the planet. Yeah. Then it doesn't work, and he and you totally buy it. Yeah. Yeah. And of course, and it's funny. Of course, you like him better in Test Pilot because you made up an entire plot line for him. Yeah, apparently. <laughs> yeah. Look, there was a lot of subtext that you apparently didn't get. <laughs> I got it. Um, <laughs> yeah. So, so I, I don't. I definitely would never watch this movie ever again. I mean, like they solve boys are fighting, and he's like, "All right, get in the boxing ring and solve your problems." Like, yeah, that was great. That's something we can't do anymore. Um, I I enjoyed this movie. I didn't love it. I enjoyed it. I probably wouldn't watch it again. Um, but if I if I had to. I'd be like, all right, I could, I could, I could watch it again. I if I had to, but I'm never gonna pop it in on my own. Right. I would probably recommend it to people, like people who like old movies and that. Like, oh, what's something you know? I I really like old black and white movies. Is there something that I haven't seen that I should watch? Oh, I there's, might re- there's other ones that I would recommend first. Yeah, but this would be in the list. Yeah, that's a good point. And time's up, so let's let's move on. Yeah, we were on time with that one. Yeah, we were. Well, actually, I forgot to hit it. So ah, I was, good I job. Was guesstimating. So that was time <laughs> guess- only. Two I'm guessing minutes. by the sun's rotation. <laughs> yeah. Hey, it's dark now. How long have we been talking about that movie? <laughs> Just kidding. It's bright out, or is it? Um, four, four daughters. daughters. Yep. Uh, Four Daughters, also directed by Michael Curtis, the same yep. director of Adventures of Robin Hood okay. and White Christmas in Casablanca. Yep. Um, is this one about a nun so who... Michael Curtis is the Steven Spielberg of his yeah. day. This movie is about a nun who opens up a a uh, a housing development for, <laughs> for girls. girls. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it is not. Okay. It, is the, it is the story of... Four, Four daughters, daughters. <laughs> yep. and and their father, and he's a They're, he's a musician, and they are all musicians. Yep. And there's some love, and, and his father and their father jokes. hates you know new age jazz. Yep, basically, uh, that there's not a lot to this movie. Like, yeah, it's it's a love story. It's it's a it's a very it's a weird love story. It's a weird love story, but it's a love story. Yeah, um, and and that's. That's kind of that's kind of it. It gets kind of serious as it goes on. Like it's like it starts with like that like cutesy like oh they're gonna be in love and then it gets kind of serious and that's that's oh, where they're I gonna think, be in love. Oh, they're gonna break up because because her sister loves him and then the sister does nothing. I right. I, I don't know. But I feel like it gets because it gets serious like it like subverts the expectation and that's how it gets nominated do you do you know what i mean i think back then you're right yeah now you watching this movie now like i'm i'm noticing like there's some movies that watching it now 
like this movie is formulaic. Sure. Yeah, but it, it to the might, point where I'm like, could have invented the formula. Yeah, and to, and to the point where I'm like, all right, this this is gonna happen. When's right. it gonna happen? Oh, all right, there it is. Right. Um. But that's part of the, that's part of the timeless thing, right? You know, yeah. like if it um it you know does it fit an old mold or is it still doing? What does it still feel fresh? Yeah, this movie doesn't feel fresh. It doesn't. However, it's super funny. Oh, it's it's funny. Uh, the, the the ensemble cast really work well together. Oh yeah, I didn't even get that far. Um, I really like Julia, Julius Epstein. Yeah, um, Louis J. Coffey starring Claude Rains and uh, John Garfield and the four daughters was, who I couldn't was list Claude here. Rains the father. Claude Rains was the father. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I really liked him in this movie, and I I think I liked him more than I liked him in the other movie that we already talked about today. Um. Adventures of Robin Hood? Yeah, he was in okay. Robin Hood. Yeah. Um I liked him more in this. I just I just like his character more. I I oh yeah, he was hysterical. Yeah. He was great. I like, think uh, new age music. Like he's playing classical music. To me he's still he's playing, playing classical, classical music. I know. <laughs> Sorry, I just hit my cat. Sorry, cat. Meow. Hello. Um I tried to stretch my arm out yeah. and I just That's him. that's your own fault. He owns this house. All cats own all houses. We're just happy to live in them. <laughs> um, so this movie I was reading it was actually a vehicle for Priscilla Lane, who plays um, who plays the main daughter, um, and all of those, all of her the, sisters, the main daughter, like the main love story daughter. Okay, um, the blonde one with long <laughs> hair, yeah. um, and. Um, but all of those other daughters are actually her real sisters, okay. or some of them are. Um, like it was a vehicle kind of to propel her forward. Yeah, that's what the movie was for. But it ended up working out for all of them, oh, which is which is pretty cool. Yeah, um, that's that's the story. That's the story I know. Um, I thought the. I th- actually thought the movie sh- shot well because it comes full circle. You know, it starts with the tree and the zoom in, and then like by the end of the film, we get the oh, tree yeah. and the zoom. Like it's a, it goes through like a whole life circle cycle. of life. It, it goes yeah, it goes yeah. through a whole year um, cycle, which was which I really liked. Um, so it's stuff like that that you can sense like that's why it gets nominated, but yeah. it didn't it didn't. I mean, win anything. this was this was a very like the the story is very cookie cutter. Um, but this movie is enjoyable. Like I would recommend this movie. Like you just want something fun to watch, watch this movie. Yeah, you know, I would definitely recommend this movie. I would definitely recommend this movie over some of the other ones. I think yeah. I think this is the most this is the one I would easily recommend out of all the ones this year. Yeah. And I enjoyed it. I didn't love it. I liked the acting and I liked the acting off of each other. Yep. Um, but again, like the, the, the story issues that I have a problem with, Mm. um, character choices that don't seem to make any sense whatsoever. Time's Uh, up. Okay, good. Thanks. Good. (laughs) You were like, you were really waiting. There was a, there was a sun in the movie. It was great. (laughs) Um, so we made it through six films. We still have four left. Okay. Are you ready? Yeah, but I think these are the bad four. I can't remember anymore. Who knows? <laughs> Who knows? Um, the Citadel, directed by King Vador, written by Ian Dalfrippel, yep, Frank Weed, and Elizabeth Hill. Okay. Starring Robert Donat, Rosalind Russell, Rosalind Russell, Ralph Richardson, and Rex 
a very young, not very young, but a young Rex Harrison. Okay. Um, I'll be totally honest with you. I cannot remember what this movie's about. <laughs> I watched too many of them. This is about a doctor. Yep, keep going. It's, oh yeah, he gives up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah he gives up his. He gives up his private. He gives up his. It's right. a doctor who moves to this new area to become an assistant. Yep. Um, to he an meets, elderly and he doctor. This mute girl. No, I'm just kidding. No. no. Um, and then they have a falling out, and he and he moves on. Basically, he's always trying to push. He's like the he's the very pragmatic doctor. He's like like medicine should be able to help people, and he becomes the doctor for a coal mining town. Yep. And he's like, why are they all coughing? This is probably not good. That's right. We should do something about it. And everyone's like, meh. And then he moves on to a posh practice where he kind of forgets all of his his Hippocratic oath. Mm -hmm. You know, and he goes off to have a he goes off to have an affair, and then he goes back to his wife, and his wife never knows about the affair. There's a lot of problems in this movie. Like this movie is just one giant problem of a movie that you will instantly forget after you watch it amen why was this movie ever nominated is that five minutes yet <laughs> no <laughs> no <laughs> hate to break it to you no it's not um you will be happy to know however this movie did not win anything so and i don't think it deserves you clearly because like you said a lot of that, and I was like, I don't remember any of that happening. Uh, I remember, like, yeah. I don't even remember the affair. Yeah, like, and I watched. It's this very movie. like throwaway. It's such a throwaway. You know what is part of? The, I was kind of disappointed because with a title like The Citadel, you expect <laughs> some kind of like action adventure, like storming the Ooh, castle thing. This is and a, it's about this is a, a Indiana Jones movie. Sucks. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I did not enjoy this movie. Um, that being said, I did like the actress in this. I, I she was good. I liked her, Rosal, uh, Rosalind yeah. Russell. Yeah, I she did. was good. And uh, Re- Rex Harrison is always a pleasure to see. I like Rex Harrison a lot. I don't know who was, <gasps> he, the, was he. The other doctor? No. Yes, he was the other doctor. Yeah, the the drunk doctor. He's the younger one that, like, in the elevator, like, pops up in the elevator, kind of later in the movie. He's right, like kind of he, a fast talking kind of guy. Yeah, but like he shows up at the like earlier in the movie. He's a drunk. They blow up I, the I, they blow up the sewer. I honestly don't remember okay. if that's him. No, I don't think so. he's not the one that gets run over. No, okay, I don't think so. Yeah, because that also happens. Don't remember that either. Did I watch this movie? No, I didn't. I did. <laughs> um, no, Rex Harrison uh, played um, Professor Higgins in My Fair Lady. Right. Yeah. That's yeah. I thought you meant you didn't know who Rex Harrison was. No, I was. know who was. I was oh, okay. Who was in this movie? Yeah. All right, next movie. Oh yeah, I'm not even. Who cares? <laughs> <laughs> it's not even five minutes. Don't even care. Uh, we spent we spent some extra time on test pilots. Speaking fine. of My Fair Lady, though, Pygmalion, um, directed by Anthony Asquith and Leslie Howard, written by George Bernard Shaw and Leslie Howard, starring Leslie Howard yep. and Wendy Hiller. And who is Leslie Howard? I don't know. Wow, we even had this discussion. Did we? When me, you, and Frank were at uh, Romeo and Juliet, uh, Leslie Howard is um, one of the is the one who's really sweet on Scarlet in Gone with the Wind. Oh, I've only seen it once. I don't remember. see. Well, I, you're I probably watch had, it again. I good, but I probably but I, like I think I had the same. Yeah, I think I had the same reaction when we had that conversation. I don't remember that part. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I saw it once when I was I, a kid. I don't remember that, that part. It. He's in literally half of the movie. No, nope. nope. <laughs> I was a kid. 
I'm 30 years old. What if child I is it, watching Gone with the Wind? My mom showed a psycho when I was nine. Underst- yeah, but that's psycho. Un- undert- <laughs> so, so respectfully, then I watched Gone with the Wind much younger. Like that than was that. your. That was like the that was the yin and yang. She was like, you can watch Psycho, and then after watching Gone with the Wind. Uh, no, I think we watched Gone with the Wind first. Not like I sat down to watch it. I think like my mom was watching it, and right. so like you know, like you grow up in the eighties and the nineties or whatever. Like if something's on TV, that's the TV. Yeah, you just watch it. Yeah. Like we were having that conversation. Uh, 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 we were having that conversation yesterday, where it's like it's such a. It's such a our generation thing to be like that movie's crap. We'll watch it for that one good minute. <laughs> like you can just watch it for that minute. Um, that's kind of yeah. That's you know. Um, so this is this is what My Fair Lady is based on. So Pygmalion is written by George Bernard Shaw. It was a play mm-hmm. which he then adapted into the movie, which he then adapted into the musical, which then he adapted into the stage musical, which he then adapted into the cartoon. I don't think there was a cartoon. There will be. There, which he then adapted into Pretty Woman. Yep. <laughs> and and he, he's still alive to this day. Yep. Just adapting his work all over the, the place. The same story over That's and over right. again. And so I don't know if people know that. So Pygmalion is, um, they say it in this film, which I don't think they do in the musical, um, but Pygmalion is a Greek is a Greek myth about like, the guy who creates the woman and mm-hmm. they like the perfect blah blah blah. Um and so I don't I like that they actually mentioned that. Right. In because I don't think most people know because that. Because Pygmalion just sounds like a weird title for a movie. It is a weird title for a movie, which I'm glad they went with My Fair Lady for yeah. the musical. Um so you you love My Fair Lady. Um I wouldn't say I love My Fair Lady, you but I I really but I do really enjoy it. Depends on how it's done. I think I think I think Pygmalion particularly can really drag if you don't if you don't have a peppy pace and if you don't have chemistry between mm-hmm. Eliza Doolittle and Professor Higgins. So how and, did... and Colonel Pickering for that matter. Yeah. Um I think this I think this movie did a really good job, but going going I even I haven't looked at Pygmalion. We did Pygmalion in high school in my English class. Mm-hmm. Um junior year I remember doing it and then and I'd seen my fair, I've seen my fair lady a bunch of times, but so I haven't just done the straight Pygmalion right. ever since. I've not seen, I had not seen this version of the movie. Um, so it, knowing the musical well enough, now it feels like it's missing something <laughs> when, when she says the rain in Spain stays mainly on the plane. And I'm like, yes. And then there's the song. She's got it. I, I think, think she's, she's got, got it. it. Right. And then the song comes and that was pretty much my whole reaction to the movie and now you sing this song why aren't you, why aren't you singing the song now please sing yeah um however i do think that i think the cast is really good i like i like their interpretations of the characters i liked um leslie howard more than wendy hiller so Leslie Howard plays Professor Higgins and Wendy Hiller plays Eliza Doolittle. I didn't care for her Eliza too much, um, but I liked his Professor Higgins. Okay. Um so I've never I've never read, never saw Pygmalion or My Fair Lady. Um You've never seen My Fair Lady? I've never seen My Fair Lady. Oh, well, get ready. It's um, coming one day. So I know the story of it. Okay. Um Cause a pretty woman that walking that being down the said, street, like pretty woman. While I like Leslie Howard's acting in this movie, yeah, his 
character. Oh, he's not a great person. No. No, he's not supposed to be. Really? Yeah, he's not supposed to be. You're not really supposed to like him. Okay. Because, like, yeah. he's, like, there are times, like, he's just, like, he's especially mean. at the beginning, he's mean he's and mean. kind of deplorable. Yeah, he is. Yeah. The whole point, which I don't think this, yeah, see, even the musical doesn't really do it. Like, only really by the very end does he, like, just barely start to, like, turn. Right. Like, that's kind of the, like, where it's, like, the, I guess the the point of the show is that, like, he spends all this time, like, turning her into this grace, mm-hmm. whereas he is actually the deplorable one, because, like, he doesn't, he's, he's, te- he's making her fit into, so- like, high society, right. right? But he himself doesn't fit into high society. He may live in it, but, like, like when his, like, he goes to see his mom, like, to present Eliza for the first time, she's like, oh, this was my day at home, why are you here? Yeah. Like, <laughs> oh, go, my friends are coming, go away. Yeah, go away. Like, he doesn't fit into that world, mm-hmm. but he's making her fit into that world. Right. And so there's like there's there it's an ironic it's an ironic fate that they've brought themselves together. And so only through the course of the story mm-hmm. is she um like softening his heart and yeah. turning him into somebody that is actually presentable in society. Right. Whereas she in her own way like hers is kind of like you know, you change the words or whatever, and, right. but like her core is the same yeah. where he he's the opposite where his his words are fine, but his core is the thing that he's changing. So they kind of swap yeah. by the end. So so they end up together at the end. No, not really, actually. And that's what um the I think it, the, well, in this the, movie they the do. musical comes the musical gets it across better than this than this one does. Okay. Their relationship is not a romantic one. Um, it's not supposed to be. It's supposed to be one of like kind of like mutual respect. They right. like, so like he sees he doesn't see her as a fully formed person, right? And she doesn't really see him that way either. He's kind of he's mm-hmm. kind of a monster, and so they all they like come together at the end to like a mutual respect and friendship, but it's actually not. It's not romantic. Like they don't. There's no like they don't kiss. There's no declaration of love. There's nothing. Like he just misses his friend. Like and the <sighs> the musical gets it across better. Yeah, this than, one seems more romantic. It does seem more romantic because I did kind of go. That's not because that's it the, doesn't make sense. That's not real. Right. That's not really the intent. Right. Um, the the musical ends with a song called "I've Grown Accustomed Friends to Forever." Her, friends will be <laughs> friends forever. Um, no, it's called um, "I've Grown Accustomed to Her Face," yep. which is a song which you could take as a love song, but it's really like I've grown accustomed Accu- to her company right. and her friendship, but it doesn't have anything to do with yeah. a romantic love. Um, there's no eros here. I, I like, I like Eliza in this one. Yeah. And probably because I've never seen My Fair Lady, so I don't have, like, sure. Julie Andrews. Ju- Julie Andrews played her on Broadway and, um, oh, um, really skinny. Julie Newmar? No, Breakfast at Tiffany's. Oh, um. Um, wow. What is her name? Yeah. Aud- um, uh, Audrey Hepburn. Audrey Hepburn, thank yeah. you. Um, Audrey Hepburn plays her in the film. Right. Um, so that might be why I like this version a little bit more than you do. I have nothing. To, I have no basis of comparison. Sure. Um, but the one person that I, I actually think steals the show in this. Colonel Pickering. Mr. Doolittle. Like he's only in oh, like two scenes. He's great in this. Yeah. Yeah. 
he's great. His role is a bit expanded in the in the musical. Okay. Um, which is good. He has this whole thing about we're way over five minutes, by the way, That's but fine. we didn't spend enough time nearly <laughs> on we didn't spend nearly enough time on four daughters, so it doesn't matter. <laughs> um, um, he has this whole thing like he and Eliza's mother are not married and it's this whole thing like who told you we were married like oh i assumed yeah well good for you for assuming (laughs) um but it turned like they like opt to get married towards the end of the show he has this whole song like get me into the church on time yeah yeah it's great you're you're really spoiling that movie it's real fun it's real fun look if you see there's there's nothing different about the story the dialogue the songs the dialogue is exactly the same with, with songs with songs with songs um my I also, please tell me you have written down in your notebook the scene towards the end, you know, and it's the very end. Leslie Howard is on the staircase and they're arguing and he's like, well, now I'm going to go to bed. Good night. And he goes to storm up the stairs and he slips like his first oh, step. No, I he didn't. slips and almost falls. And I'm sitting there going. They just couldn't afford to, to, they, to take they, another take. They were leaving that in there because it's kind of funny. Um, no, I did not. I did not write that down. Um, so I'm a big because I like. I think the I think the story is great. It's really well constructed. Mm-hmm. It's got it's great dialogue. It's great plot. Um, this movie won best adapted screenplay. Okay, and I think it deserves yeah. it. Um, I I don't think it deserves best picture. Well, we won't know until the end. We won't, but maybe I'll change my mind. You never know. Yeah, because happens. that whole thing that I said, you know, the whole thing I said about, you know, like I told you about. Yeah, I, I literally said that right now. I've never thought about that before, <laughs> not once. That's how I roll. <laughs> but it's it's so good. It yeah. made me love it even more. <laughs> Sometimes I just gotta tell somebody about something for me to connect yeah. the dots. Yep. All right, we only have eighteen more movies to go. <laughs> just kidding. We only have two. Jezebel. Directed by William Wyler, written by Clements Rip- Ripley and Abner Finkel, starring Bette Davis and Henry Fonda. Um, I have here in my notes for acting before we even get into the story is Bette Davis should never be forgotten. What a treasure. Yeah. What is the story of this movie? Uh, it's a Southern Belle. Yep. Um, I wanted you to is, tell it because I liked your text to me when you were watching this movie. <laughs> My text to you? You don't remember? No. Can, tell the story and I'll tell you after. Um, so it's about a Southern Belle who who is very spoiled because she is rich. Yep. Uh, and this is during the time of... Um, I didn't have time to change out of my yellow, riding gear. Hello, everyone. A yellow fever sure. epidemic. Yep. Um, which takes over like this, the, the middle part of the... The middle towards the end of the part of the movie. Um, and she... Initially, is trying to get together with a doctor. Mm-hmm. Um, a doctor, happens. you say? A doctor. Stuff happens. They break up. He goes off to New York. Marries one of the northern carpet daggers. Mm-hmm. Comes back down. Plague breaks out. He dies. The end. Yep, sounds about right. Yep. Yeah. And throughout the entire movie, Betty Davis sure has Betty Davis eyes. Is it Betty Davis or Bette Davis? It's Betty Davis. I don't believe you. No, I'm just kidding. It's Betty Davis. Um, <laughs> so what was she my She sure does. You? So you text me and you're like, I finally understand why Southern Bells are called Southern Bells <laughs> because their dresses poof out and they look like bells. <laughs> yeah. yeah and they sway back and forth. Yep. Um, I forgot about that. Yeah. Um, this was certainly a movie that I watched. 
I don't think you did. No, it's an. I think I I must have watched it the same day as the Citadel. I don't know what was happening that day, but you're just batting a piece of paper. Might have been. Um, I I don't think this movie was very interesting until like the like the epidemic. You know, it was interesting then. Like I, but it. I think I wrote that in my notes. Um, by the needs more momentum. It all hangs on Davis. Yeah, this is easily a. This is easily a vehicle for Davis. Plays an interesting time, but it's largely ignored. Um, that's I play my overall take on it. It says plays with an interesting time, but is largely ignored in favor of a spoiled girl. Um, yeah, learning to mature. Um, and And does she really? I don't think she does. I I think she does to an extent. She's certainly not like the. I arrived at the party and I'm going to wear my riding gear just because I don't have time to change because I'm late because I was riding a horse. But even then, like, so the time that she's supposed to be starting to grow up, um, you know, they, he's coming back from New York and the doctor. She, they haven't seen any, they haven't seen each other. And she's like, he waited for me and I waited for him. Even though I was, even though I was a rotten person to him, we're going to be together because I want him. So I waited mm. and he comes back with a wife and then yeah that i just did and then she's like i was like um over to this guy now yeah it's like her character i don't think ever actually she doesn't really mature until the very end where like he's because he goes to help out the outbreak and he ends up contracting yellow fever yep and i'm almost positive it's yellow fever i honestly because they do say the word yellow a lot in this movie are they all cowards maybe um and when he contracts it he gets quarantined off and the party that they were having this part, like typical, like Southern rich people, like they're having this party, like two blocks away from like a quarantine line. Yep. Yep. <laughs> Classic. Like, oh, well, if we catch it, we catch it. It's no big deal. We're rich. We can't get sick. Um, so they, they quarantine him off and they go down to visit him. And the his wife, his New York wife, tries to go down and she's like, no, 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 you're not good enough for this. I'll take care of him. It's kind of like her penance for treating him yep. like the yellow fever is treating him. Yeah. Mm, that's good. Not good enough for me to like this movie, though. No. No, it's one best uh, supporting actress and best actress. So Betty Davis yeah. and Faye Bainter. I I guess she... Uh, I'm going to say she, I don't think she deserves it the same. Although, she's very good. I've seen her in a few things. She is very good. Yeah, I don't know if I would say she deserves it in this not year. for this year though. I'm not positive. I, I mean, really this movie is that. largely hinges on her. Like the whole movie hinges on her. Like the movie without her, this without... movie's even like just bad. Yeah. So and Henry Fonda's fine. It's yeah. you know I've seen him. He's better in Grapes of Wrath, but he's fine. Um, okay, moving on. I don't even care about five yeah. minutes. Um, last film. You can't take it with you. Okay. The, directed by Frank Capron. Capra. Um, Capra. Oh, yeah, right. You know, there is no end there. No, it just I don't connect, know. It connected to the thing. Director of It's a Wonderful Life and Mr. Smith Goes to Washington. Yep. Uh, Starring the cast of It's a Wonderful <laughs> Life. Sorry, the cast of It's a Wonderful Goes to Washington. Uh, yep. This is, the, this is, again, the Steven Spielberg, Tom Hanks. Uh, yeah. Uh, written by Robert Riskin, starring Gene Arthur, Jimmy Stewart, Lionel Barrymore. Anybody else you want to throw in there? 
And you're fine with just those three? I'm fine with those three. Okay, fine. Um, this is the story of Gene Arthur and Jimmy Stewart, and they are in love. And Gene Arthur comes from a weird family, and and Jimmy, Jimmy Stewart comes from a rich, weird family yep. because they're rich. And it's the... It's the crossing to the other side of the tracks. What a crazy! It's, yeah, it's, what a look crazy who's coming ride. to dinner. Basically, uh, only like, not as racist. Not, no, uh, and it's like what a what a crazy what a crazy family and what a crazy yeah. ride. There are fireworks in the shaft, and and uh, you you want to own my house, but you can't own my house. And um, sentimental hogwash. I can have vegetables. They have to be cooked. Can't have them raw. Yeah, like. It, this is the calmest movie I've ever seen Jimmy Stewart in. He didn't. He barely yelled, and when he did, it wasn't his regular Jimmy Stewart yelling. He sounded like a cat. He was. Uh, uh, he was still figuring it out. Oh, yeah, oh, still, I'm gonna stay right here and I want to open these letters. This is what this year has devolved into: us doing Jimmy, Jimmy Stewart, Stewart impressions. I didn't. Okay, so so uh, her family, her family is kind of fun to watch. Yeah, they're fun. But overall, again, like we talk about timeless movies and whether or not this created the trope, this is a trope we've seen a lot and I've seen it done a lot better. Sure. Um, comedy is subjective. Um, I think it has a lot of funny stuff in here, but I don't think that it's the funny. It's even the funniest. Like I laughed more in Four Daughters than I did yeah. here. Um, but I think, quite honestly, I think this movie... I think this movie won, won Best Director and Best Picture, and I think this movie won because it's a funny movie that distracted people from the problems of war. Mm. I, I think that's why this movie won. 1939, Yeah, you know, like, you know, Hitler's on the move. On the march. On the march, and people are nervous, and yeah. this movie distracts them, and- okay. And I think that's I think that's why it won. It's not a bad movie. It's yeah. fine. It's, it's, it's got some right. amusing bits in it, but I don't think it's the it's not the best movie out here. But if like if you're in a a real if you're in a really tense world, mm-hmm. one I think we can relate to. Um, if you're in a really if you're in a really tense world, you want a movie that can distract you for two hours. And some of these other movies, like as good as say like Robin Hood is, mm-hmm. it's a movie about people killing one another. Yeah. And that's not what you want when you're trying to when you're trying to distract yourself. Yeah. So I think I think this movie won because of that. Yeah. I mean, we have the benefit of hindsight. So this is made before It's a Wonderful Life and Mrs. Smith goes to Washington. Yes. And um a year before Mr. Smith goes to Washington. Uh, because yeah. the following year is when you get um, Wizard of Oz, Mr. Smith Goes to Washington, That's right. Gone with the Wind. Mm-hmm. That's right. Um, but so I don't think this is the best Capra movie, and it's definitely not the best uh, Jimmy Stewart movie. I definitely agree. It's, it's um, not the best, or it's not the best. So for sometimes hindsight kind of plays into that. Yep. Where it's like, oh, these actors that I know so much about or that are lauded about, and I'm like, ah, this wasn't their best performance. No, but I mean, and to like, find out like this is what they win. But that would be like, that's true. That's a good point. It's almost like. Judging Steven Spielberg on like, um, ET, and I was gonna say like AI or something like that. I like AI, uh, ET is not a good example because it's everyone loves it. Yeah, um, I don't know why. Um, I've never seen it actually. You've never seen ET? I've never seen it. Yeah, I know. The gaps in your movie knowledge astound uh, me. I know. <laughs> I, I, I've. 
I haven't seen weird stuff. I've seen bits of it, and I know how it ends. So, like, it's one of those like I'll get to it one day. Um, trying to think of a trying to think of a Steven Spielberg movie like after after the late after the Jaws nineties. He did not direct Jaws three. Um, hold on, I can get there. Steven Terminal. Okay, yeah. Let's let's say the Terminal is a good example. It would be like watching Tom Hanks and Steven Spielberg win Best Director and Best Actor for The Terminal. And you'd be like, I've definitely seen you do better movies. Yeah. Not that that's a terrible movie. You're fine. It's fine. The Terminal. But I. But but you. Yeah. But it's a good example. Like, you've definitely. You're on. This is not on form. Bad form, Jack. You know, like, I'd rather have seen you one for Hook because that's a great movie. (laughs) Um. Uh, it, yeah, that's exactly exactly what it's like. Um, so this movie's whatever. Yeah, it's this movie's whatever. So the movies. Let me go backward. The Grand Illusion, Alexander's Ragtime Band, Adventures of Robin Hood, Test Pilot, Boys Town, Four Daughters, The Citadel, Pygmalion, Jezebel, and you can't take it with you. Yeah, the Oscar. <laughs> <laughs> Why are you laughing? Because I, I don't know what I'm going to choose. <laughs> All right. I know what I'm choosing. Game day decision. <laughs> the Oscar goes to Pygmalion. I was going to say, I almost said test pilot too. All right. Here's my reasoning. I I mean, to be fair, like test pilot, four daughters. I liked four daughters. Yeah. Um, so I'm going to put that in this category. Test pilot, four daughters, Pygmalion, Boys Town. And maybe Alexander's Ragtime Band, because I did enjoy it for its flaws. I really liked Alexander's um, Ragtime Band, but I think I liked the music as the, those, the most, and that's not a reason yeah, for it to win. Th- those are the only movies out of this year that I would even suggest watching. I would suggest uh, Alexander's yeah, Ragtime Band, uh, Robin, Robin Hood, Hood yeah. Test Pilot, and Pygmalion. Yeah. Um, um, I almost gave it to Test Pilot. Actually, I think Test Pilot's actually the best movie. Yeah. Okay. So, like, I agree with you. Test Pilot is the best movie out of all of these. I re- would, I would definitely recommend it. I would watch it again. Yes, um, I definitely would watch. Test yeah, Pilot again. it was, and it was hard to find too. That's the sad part. Like, it really was. Test Pilot was so hard to find. So good luck trying to find it, people. But um, <laughs> really watch this movie. Really watch this movie. And when you do, let us know how you I found, found it. it because we we struggled. Yeah. Um, um, however, I'm going to give it to Pygmalion because it's because it's gone through the you know what I mean. Yeah. Even though it's not My Fair Lady, Pygmalion is something that like you study in school, like studied it in yeah, school, and, still, and like yeah. it's still relevant, I guess, in its own in, in its own way. Whereas Test Pilot is like is kind of a product of its yeah. time because like that's not a jo- like that was like a big job yeah. then you know what i mean like you're going to be a test pilot yeah. and like we don't that's not really a thing as much anymore I, I will say pygmalion uh was easily leading the pack easily leading the pack yeah and i watched test pilot last night okay and that kind of beat it out um so pygmalion was definitely second probably then either boys town or four daughters cuz i did enjoy those um, that being said, uh, I forgot what I was going to say. So, um, something about test pilot, I'm sure it was, but I can't remember. I, I, I don't know. It's, oh, um, one of the things I found out when I was watching test pilot, I was, I was looking for quotes 
because yep. of how much I loved the dialogue and I wanted to remember some of the quotes for the show. Um, I found a website that I that I want to explore more and it's called like tvtropes.com mm-hmm. basically and I found it with this movie and it basically like gives you a, a brief description of the movie. Yeah. And then it lists like all of like the the, the tropes of it. Oh, that's cool. And it's so like and it's funny like one of the things being like everything this pilot does is a main headline in the newspaper. It is. That's, it is like that. Like, oh, he's that famous. Yeah. yeah. Like, we really care about him testing these planes. Yep. Um. So I'm going to give it to Pygmalion for its timelessness. Yeah. Though I, I think. Though I think Test Pilot it was is, a is a. It is a good movie. I almost gave it to Robin Hood because it's also because you like Robin Hood. Uh, yeah, partly because I like Robin Hood. And yeah, I definitely do. But, um, um, but it's a. Because that film has influenced so much, right? Not even just other Robin Hood stories, just influenced movies. Like, yeah. th- even like, like the Rocketeer riffs on, yeah, Robin Hood, yeah, you know, and Test Pilot for that matter, yeah. <laughs> yeah so, um, like, I think it like, like it, it's it's got its way into the culture, even if you haven't seen mm-hmm. it. And I think that's like, if you're we're looking at timelessness, yeah. those, those are the things that matter. But I'm gonna give it to Pygmalion. Okay. Um, was close though. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, that's the episode. You can rate and review us on, you can rate and review us on iTunes and Stitcher and Satchel and all other places that podcasts can be, can be found. You can find, you can find the show. Uh, you can write into us at, um, Academy Rewind at gmail.com or tweet at us at Academy Rewind. Uh, you can also find other things. Other shows in our network, Thought Bubble Audio, um, under thoughtbubbleaudio.com. They are Supergirl TV Talk, in which we, we discuss CW's episode, uh, CW's hit show Supergirl, Beer with Geeks, in which um, Academy Rewind's producer Frank and myself sit down and go through some gifts and go through some geeky stuff every every week. Uh, you can also um, you can also check out uh, Frank and Derek uh, and Derek on um, Starkville's House of L. Uh, Krypton, which is they're going to be dissecting the new Krypton show that's coming out for sci-fi. You can, um, did I miss anything? Mm, is he still doing Market is Next Door? No, Market is Next Door has, has folded stores. Aww. They moved. They moved. They moved. They're no longer next door. <laughs> they're, no. they're no longer they're next door. They're now across town. They're across town now. Yeah, yeah we, just, we can't. That we seems can't, like a weird show. We can't reach them. Yeah, the marketers <laughs> across town. It's not the same. Um, I think that's I think but, that, yeah, that I think that, I think that's it. everybody. Uh and so those are all the things. But expanding every day. Expanding every day. Oh, you can also ch- I know I missed one. You can actually also check out uh uh Hate Watch with us in which Christine uh Kelsey Hate Watch and you are welcome to walk oh, right, along right. and, and Hate Watch with them. Um and so there's all all good things are happening under the Thought Bubble under Thought Bubble Audio. So much to listen to. So, uh I would say then, until next time, it sounds like they are playing us off. No, I have so many more people to thank. Uh, I'm tired now. Bye. (laughs) Bye.